So we're talking about stress this morning, and I put a poll on my Instagram for all my Insta followers who follow along with the madness, and I asked, what are you stressed out about? So I wanted to just read through. Some of them are funny. Some of them are serious. And uh, one of them was, what, uh, this is what stressed you guys out. This is, these are your stressors. And this one was, what my wife wants to eat. Which I tell you, there is no more stressful spot than in the car with Michael and I on our way to a date. Do you want Mexican? I don't know. Do you want Chinese? I don't know. You know, do you have any wives in the room? Yes, my people. I know all the men feel so validated in here. We're thankful for you. Uh, so here are some other things that stress people out. Disorganization. One was their kids asking, are we there yet? Oh, I hate that question. I totally get it. Um, not having enough time. Messy house. I'm with you. I feel you. Who? Well, this could be meant to. How many can't think straight in a messy house? Like if your dirty socks are on the floor, I'm sorry. I cannot help you. I need you, I need some help. Doesn't have to be perfect, but you know. Uh, Future achievements, fake people, yikes. Lack of control, Um, somebody said everything. I thought that was funny. They add the emoji though, so it's like kidding, not kidding, right? Uh, Money, their toddler, uh, being late, feeling overwhelmed, health issues, hello, finances. So these are just some of the things that was was stressing y'all out. And there is actually a statistic, 70% of Americans report that the struggle of stress, um, that they are, 70% of Americans report that they struggle with stress, 70%. And some of the symptoms of stress include your mind racing, your heart racing, inability to sleep, fatigue, anger, snacking. That's mine. I added that. That's not a statistic, but y'all feel me. Um, These are just some of the, the physical and physiological effects of stress, according to the American Institute of Stress. And yes, that is a real place. Some of y'all like, yeah, I got a PhD there. It's a real place. But before we go any further, because some of you hear stress and you translate anxiety, and I wanna make a very clear distinction this morning that stress and anxiety are not the same thing. And so as a communicator this morning, as a preacher, I don't wanna over, I don't want you to walk away being like, she oversimplified it. It's like, no, I'm talking about stress today. I'm not talking about an anxiety journey. So are y'all with me? Are we on the same page? However, Stress is a trigger and anxiety is, is like a sustained mental condition. Does that make sense? A sustained journey that happens in your mind. And so every stressor, some stressors are sustained and they need therapy and they need help and we encourage that. And then some are more like traffic. All the LIE drivers said, amen. And for those of you watching on live stream, traffic is crazy here in case you were wondering. And it's one of those things that no, no matter how much you try to get freedom from your traffic stress, the reality is, is it's not going away and you just kind of have to learn to cope with it, right? It may, you may always, like I don't, I, maybe there'll come a day where I just feel peace like a river as I'm driving my car when it's bumper to bumper, but usually probably not. <laughs> it's wild here, but I love it. 
So you, you have these things that are like more intense stressors and more um, maybe minor stuff. And uh, stress is simply our body's response to a reaction of a short-term experience, okay? So anxiety, on the other hand, is, is a sustained um, journey that can be triggered by stress. So they're connected, but they're not necessarily the same. Are we on the same page? All right, perfect. But I love uh, what the thing that we have to know is that if you have sustained stress and you keep bumping up against the same thing over and over, it could evolve into something like that. And if that's you, I want you to know that it's okay to get help. It's okay. It's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to take that step and it's okay to deal with it. And you don't have to call it, I'm just stressed. It actually could be something deeper and that's okay. I love what Dr. Anita Phillips says. She says, prayer is a weapon, but therapy is a strategy. So I just wanna free you this morning I don't want to under undersimplify or oversimplify it. I don't want you to put you in a box or anything like that. But for the sake of today's sermon, I'm talking about stress. But I wanted to free you if you're struggling with that to ask for help. Amen. So here's the thing. Uh, in order to get free from stress, you're gonna have to do some things. You're gonna have to admit it. You're gonna have to talk about it. You're gonna have to identify it. And we're gonna get into that in just a minute. But I want to tell you what the top five stressors in America are. Y'all ready for this? Uh, death of a loved one, divorce, moving, major illness, job loss, going to Walmart the week of Christmas. I'm just kidding. That one's free. Philippians chapter four, verse six, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So how do we deal with stress as Christians? How do we deal with it? We need, some, we need some strategies, right? Prayer's a weapon, but we need some strategies. And so I'm just gonna give you four strategies to overcome stress today. Okay, are y'all ready for this? Number one, you have to admit that there's a problem. Number one, if you're taking notes, you have to admit that there's a problem. Psalm 32, verse two, it says, yes, what joy for those who record, who, um, whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. You cannot address a problem that you're unwilling to admit. We gotta admit to the stuff that we struggle with, however ridiculous it might seem to somebody else. I know sometimes we'll hold back what bothers us out of pride or fear of judgment. And did you know that death among men is primarily greater simply for the fact that they don't address and admit the concerns that are going in their body, which AKA they just don't go to the doctor as quickly as women do. Men, it's okay to say, hey, I got something that's stressing me out. I need to go and get seen about this. And so, a lot of times we don't go to the doctor and that can go for women too. Not my favorite place in the world, so I'm with you. We don't go to the doctor. We don't go to the dentist. We don't get biblical counsel. We don't wanna listen to our leaders. We don't wanna listen to our boss. And then we complain about sustained stress instead of just admitting that there's a problem and admit that, there, that we have stress and get wisdom on it and admit it to people. So something happened when I admitted that I don't like to fly. It's okay, you can laugh. 
Because the irony that our church is named V1, which if you're visiting, that is a flight term that they use. It's a velocity term. When the plane takes over, when it takes off the runway, it's that moment that it hits the air that nothing can stop the plane. And so we preach, no turning back. And this plane's flying no matter what. And I'm going to my destiny. And meanwhile, when I get on a plane, I'm like, oh dear Lord. And I used to say in my younger years, I love to travel. And in my Instagram, I'm selfieing in the airport and I'm pulling my luggage and I'm looking cool and airport bathroom selfies or whatever. But the reality was, is that I was plagued by fear and I admitted it for the first time in public a few years ago on a platform and guess what? I get free every time I sit in an airplane seat. Now, If you've flown with me, you know what this is like. It involves me sweating. I'm denying the snacks and the Diet Coke. Like, I'm stressed. But what I've had to learn is that I'm not gonna bow to my fear. I will willingly admit it, but I am not stuck in that cycle that I am on a progression of healing. And one day I'm believing that I'm gonna sit in that plane and I'm gonna be excited and selfie and mean it. But I'm not there yet. Or you hear, you hear uh, you know, stuff that stresses you out, like you post memes like, grind all day, team no sleep, like I go hard, no days off. <laughs> I used to say that too, but guess what? The thought of no days off stresses me out. I need a break, I need alone time. I gotta learn to admit the things that are stressful and not fear out of pride of what someone else might think. It doesn't matter. I gotta admit it so that the Lord can work and can see my heart in complete honesty and heal it. We can't get healed of something that we can't admit. Number two, so number one was we gotta admit it. Number two, stop medicating the wrong ways. There's something called cigarette style solutions. Now, this is not a judgment piece. I'm simply using it as an example or donut style solutions (laughs) with sprinkles. A cigarette style solution. Basically, what this is, is that the science says that when you're smoking a cigarette, the feeling you get is relaxation, but your body goes into a stress response. There's things that we do that temporarily make us feel better in the moment, but puts our spirit on a stress response, puts our body on a physical stress response. And so we have these these moments in our life that we use and we self-medicate and we try to blind the feeling that we, we, we just keep going back to. And we don't realize that that feeling of of healing the stress is only temporary. And it's creating long-term sustained damage that's costing us years sometimes of our life. And I ain't just talking about cigarettes, y'all hear me? I'm talking about emotional, the emotional donut, if you will. The emotional cigarette, the old relationship we go back to. A temporary fix for something that feels good in the moment. It relieves the stress in the moment, but it damages our soul. And so we pay a price for the feeling and the price is greater than the cost of the stress we sought relief from. 
And so in Psalm 107, verses 28 through 30, it says, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he brought them out of their distresses. He caused the storm to be still so that the waves and seas were hushed. Then they were glad because they were quiet. So he guided them to their desired haven. Notice the revelation in the scripture. It doesn't say that they were calm first. It says first they cried out to the Lord. I know that self-medicating is a quick fix. Trust me, I know, I understand. I lived with addiction. I get it. I, I get why people do the things we do. Life is complicated and hard. And that's why I'm going back to the first point. You gotta admit it and ask for help. But the second one is eventually you gotta stop the self-medicating. Eventually you have to say, this is harming me. And once we cry out to the Lord, then he has permission to come in and save us. See, some of us want to be saved without the admission to Jesus. We don't want to say, Lord, I need your help. But let me tell you something about the personality of our God is he is not a forceful God. He does not force himself on anybody and he will not make our decisions for us. We have to choose him first. And then he guided me to safety. Notice the word guided. A lot of times we wanna cry out to the Lord, be saved and continue to self-medicate because it works for us. I'm not talking about prescription medication. Do you hear me this morning? I'm talking about the things that we do, the relationships we go back to, the behaviors, the addictions. They feel good in the moment, but eventually we have to cry out to God and through his guiding, through his ways and not our own, we have to be directed into safety. Number three, here's another strategy for stress. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. First Corinthians 10 31, whatever we do, we do it for the glory of God. The way we live makes God look good. And when we glorify him in our actions. See, stress has a physical response. And so it takes our energy. It causes brain fog. Have y'all ever felt that before? You're like trying to think, but you're like, words are hard. <laughs> in Paul's letter, to Corinthians, he addressed this mind-body connection and he advised them to take care of their bodies because their body, our bodies are a living temple. In other words, our bodies are the portable church. And we have to take care of them and be kind to them. And we have to be a dwelling place for the spirit of Christ because guess what? He wants to use you. He doesn't wanna use anybody else. He wants to use you. He wants to use your hands, your feet, your mind, your voice, your spirit, but he needs your body. And so we have to take care of ourselves. And so mental stress can even uh, manifest in some physical elements. How many have ever been subject to physical stress? I passed out once, it was very dramatic. It happened at a church event. I'm like, in my, and moms, y'all feel me, you know, in my Dave Ramsey mind, I said, don't call the ambulance. It's expensive. <laughs> Mike's like, you're good. 
Y'all Dave Ramsey peeps, you understand what <laughs> But for real, call the ambulance, it's fine. It was just a joke. But mental stress has a physical response. We all, sometimes you'll feel your heart will start racing. You'll have these things and it's like, what do you do in the moment? What do you do when you're physically responding? Uh, that takes us into our next point. Number four, seek God and declare his word. I don't know about you, but when I get in a situation, you best believe I am quoting some scripture. And if I can't find one to quote, I'll Google one. I'm good with it. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Seek God and declare his word. Psalm 94, 19, it says, when the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. We are not just these physical beings having physical experiences. We're spiritual beings having phys or spiritual experiences. We have to take care of our spirit and we can only do that by declaring God's word. And so we live in a spiritual war zone and the most important battle is spiritual because what we see as temporary and the unseen world is eternal. And so you may not wanna take the time to focus on declaring God's word now, but you're fighting a spiritual battle, not a physical one. You have to be aware and know what you're fighting. And so what I would love to be just common culture at V1 Church is for us just to walk down the hallway and say, what's your scripture? What's your life verse? What's the, what's the verse that brings you peace? Because I'm struggling and I need one. What if that was just common? And I'm not saying you gotta memorize 50 of them. You might remember one. I heard, a, I heard the story of, of a woman who was attacked physically and, and she couldn't, she was in so much a stress response. She couldn't think of the scripture that she wanted to say and she just yelled out, feathers! Because in Psalm 91, it talks about the feathers protecting us and hovering over us. Sometimes you gotta go back to the one word, right? What's your scripture? What's your life verse? What's the thing that you cling to when you're in a situation and you can't think straight? So remember when we talked about the cigarette mentality, right? The cigarette, uh, the, the cigarette remedy. It's a sing signal our mind that things are, are trying to be better but are wreaking habit, havoc on our body. But the scripture does the opposite. The scripture doesn't wreak havoc on our body. When we declare scripture, even in the midst, when your mind still isn't right, things begin to align in your, in your life. And sometimes your mind is the last thing to get the signal. But when scripture is being declared, I promise you, it will get there. It will get there. He asked us to align his thoughts and his ways. And when we conform our thoughts, we mold our mind to his thoughts. So four ways, four ways that you can combat stress is that you can admit it. Guess what? You don't have to feel like your Instagram looks. It's okay to say, hey, Heather, can I talk to you for a second? I'm really Man, I'm struggling. Aaron, I, I, I'm so worn down. I just need to confess it to somebody. Like I have, I, I'm having some issues that I just need to talk about. My marriage is really stressing me out. Like I need, I need help and I need prayer. Aaron, what's your scripture? 
Those are the conversations that we can have with this family. You can repent, you can confess it, and you can declare. So here's what this looks like. If you're like, okay, Jules, I'm new to this thing. I don't really know what you're talking about. Break it down for me. So glad you asked. Because we're gonna do it together as a big family. This is what it looks like to come into a community and get real. Hey, right now the world is in a little bit of a crisis. We're all a little stressed out about it. But as a family, we can come together. We can declare it before the Lord with each other. And we can feel free as we walk out these doors today. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna admit to Him what's stressing you out. So with every eye closed, with every head bowed, I just want you under your breath, I just want you to admit to the Lord what's causing you stress. Is it finances? Is it a relationship? Is it illness? Is it work? Is it creativity? I felt that in the room for somebody right now. Somebody was stressed out about creativity. I don't know what that means, but take that. Whatever's stressing you out, we admit that. The next step, is that if we're medicating the wrong way, if we're doing things that are harmful to our spirit, that are relieving stress in the moment, but causing more stress in the long run, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a toxic thought that you constantly go back to, maybe it's an addiction. You just tell the Lord, God, I'm so sorry. I know, God, that this has been stressing me out and my thing that I keep going back to, my, my cigarette solution is that I'll never be free. That's my toxic thought. That's my, it makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I get a pass. It makes me feel like things will always be the same. This is as good as it ever be. But you know what, Lord? I repent to that thought. That thought is not from you. And Lord, your word says the opposite. God, forgive me. So we admitted, we repent. Now the next thing you do is you just confess it to the Lord. Confess it to each other. The Bible says that if we confess our sins to one another, that we'll be healed. Not because magic happens. It's because it makes you feel better when you start being real with each other. And the last step is we declare the word. So here's mine. If you guys don't have a scripture, I'm giving you mine. It's Psalm 91. Can I read it for you guys this morning? He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers. And under his wings, you will find refuge and his faithfulness is a shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right side, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes 
and see the recompense of the wicked because you have made the Lord your dwelling place the most high who is a refuge no evil shall befall you no plague come near your house for he will command his angels concerning to guard you in all your ways on their hands. They will hold you up lest you get hurt. You will tread on the lion and the, and the serpent. They will be under your foot because he holds fast in love. I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. And when he calls me, I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue you and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy and show my salvation. That's a word. Please stand with me, church. If you don't have a scripture, man, that is a now scripture for this season. Psalm 91. You don't I just you can even just in your prayer time, Lord, Psalm 91. I just I'm just going to read it from my phone. Some ways to deal with stress this morning. But here's something we haven't talked about. See, the past can be a stress response. You can feel so much stress when you look at your past. Sometimes we are more concerned with studying the dirt of the past than embracing the new seeds for the future. Some of y'all have went back to everything that they said to you, every text thread, every message, every email, every shoulda, coulda, woulda. I'm telling you what's done is done. Stop studying the past. God wants to free you from the stress of the past this morning. Now here's the thing. I got a prophetic word maybe six, or seven months ago, whatever it was. And what happened was, is I, I'm from Indiana. We like green grass. We like fresh mowed grass. You don't have a ton of grass out here, but praise God. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do, I had a kind of a weekly ritual on Saturday, go to the gym. Uh, on my way home, I would roll the windows down because at that point, everyone was mowing their lawn. And as I would drive home to my home in Indiana, I would smell the fresh cut grass. Well, I get to New York and just, you know, it wasn't easy. It wasn't all roses, no pun intended. It wasn't all grass. And I started to get like super homesick. And if y'all aren't from here, maybe you can identify with that feeling or, and I just was like driving one day with my windows down. All of a sudden I smell the grass and I'm in Queens y'all. So if you smell grass, follow the scent. And so I'm like driving towards the scent and all of a sudden I realize, I pull into where it is, it's a cemetery, guys. And so I, my no doubt moment was, Julie, you should have known that. There's like green pavement and astroturf. There's not a lot of grass. So I pull in the cemetery and I'm smelling the grass and I'm feeling comforted and all that. I know it's weird, right? I know, I totally get it. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and He said, stop going to dead things for new vision. Stop going to the dead things for freedom. 
it's done. I have, some of us are sitting in cemeteries trying to smell up the things that God has so graciously in His mercy ended for us. And we keep going back trying to understand and make sense. And what the Holy Spirit is saying is get out of the cemetery. I got a fresh meadow for you. I got freedom for you. I got a new word. I got a new relationship. I got a new beginning for you. I got a new scripture for you. I got a new move of God for you and even some of us church folk we keep going back to what was and what God is saying is you're in a cemetery I have moved on and I'm doing a new thing and so this morning I want us all just to get a little freedom from the past and say I will not allow the past to stress me out anymore. I'm claiming Psalm 91, no violation against my tent. I'm standing on your word and I'm sure in your promises that I will be free in the name of Jesus. I'm not always gonna think like this and talk like this. God has something better for me. Church, will you believe that with me for you? Come on, lift your hands. Let's see.